Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. We had nothing, Ken. We ask you speak your word this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Make my tongue like that of a ready writer. Open our heart to receive your word. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today, I'm going to speak to you on what I call the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. This is one of those messages that are, they, uh, they tend to be boring messages, especially when you're preaching this kind of message, but they are the most consequential messages. For many of us, we are used to colorful message stories that are really out of this world, get us excited. But you know, truths are not necessarily very colorful. The good thing about truth is they are very, very lasting. They are fundamental. So I'm speaking today, to you today on a message that I believe very fundamental. One of the most important messages for your life as a Christian. One of the most important truths that I believe helped me as a person, as a child of God, as a person who walks in this world, and God has helped me throughout the years. So I'm going to be speaking to you today about the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. In the book of Ephesians, uh, starting from verse 16, Apostle Paul was praying for the Ephesians church in one of his many prayers. And uh, many of us try to invent prayer instead of praying the prayer that the Holy Spirit has already prayed. One of the most important truths I learned early on in my Christian life is I don't have to invent prayer. You see, prayers are not emotional tools. Prayers are speaking God's heart back to God. That is prayer. And God already revealed his heart in what we call the spirit-inspired prayer. Earlier on in my my Christian life, I went through the Bible and looked for those prayers. One of those is Ephesians 1, uh, 16 through 21. Ephesians 3, from 14 downward. Colossians 1, from 9. uh, Philippians 1, 9 to 10. There are all, all kinds of prayers that are already revealed by the Holy Spirit and that were prayed uh, and uh, the, the believers were encouraged to pray. So those are the prayers I spend most of my time praying and they are very, very critical. Those are the prayers that the Lord will want us to pray for ourselves instead of trying to invent prayer. Invent prayer with our own words. So he said uh, in verse 1, and I actually would like you to read this together. Let's read it together, verse uh, uh, Ephesians 1, 17. Let's read. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I mean, that scripture was read beautifully. Uh, so he said, I always remember you. I said, I never stop giving thanks to you and remembering you in my prayer. That is verse 16. 
So it's very important. This prayer is the heart of God for us. Uh, and uh, that's what I want to encourage you in this message. Now, I'll start by saying there are two aspects to Jesus or the working of Jesus in our life as children of God. Christ is called the power of God and the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 Verse 23 says, or 24, but verse 23 says, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, which is us, both Jews and Greeks, or both Jews and Gentiles, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. So God has made Jesus to us, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. There are two aspects of Christ in the way he manifests himself through us and to us. One aspect is his power. The other aspect is his wisdom. Many of us can really identify with his power. When we pray, that's what we want. Fight for us, the anointing of God, the power of God. But there's another aspect of his that is really very important. It is his wisdom. All right? God has made Christ to be our wisdom. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 says, His intent, that is God's intent, was that now, through the church, which is through us, the manifold wisdom of God, or the many-sided wisdom of God, right, should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. So even in dealing with rulers and authorities, God wants his wisdom revealed to us. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, so I'm going to be talking to you about the spirit of wisdom, the wisdom aspect of the manifestation of Christ. Now, when you read through your scripture very well, you find out that there are three kinds of wisdom. There is natural wisdom what the Bible calls the wisdom of this world. There is what the Bible calls the demonic wisdom, all right? And there is the wisdom of God. First Corinthians, and I would like us to read, because I want you to be able to note this down and hopefully just reflect on it. First Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 6. The Bible says, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age. So the wisdom of this age is natural wisdom, all right? Or of the rulers of this age. The wisdom of the rulers of this age is demonic wisdom who are coming to nothing. He's saying those two kinds of wisdom, they're coming to nothing. Now we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory. So God hid that wisdom, and he destined it for our glory before time began. And verse 8 says, none of the rulers of this age, rulers of this age is talking about really spiritual rulers, demonic forces, none of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the glory of God. The Lord of glory, sir. They wouldn't have, because God's wisdom was hidden in that whole process. 
And that wisdom is reserved for us. In James chapter 3, James talks about the same kinds of wisdom. It's probably not in the slide, but I would like to read it. James chapter 3 from verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Humility is a function of wisdom. But if you have a bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom, the wisdom that comes from bitterness or that leads to bitterness and all these things, he said, such wisdom does not come down from heaven. Such wisdom is earthly, belongs to the world. It is unspiritual. It is unspiritual and demonic. All right? For where you have envy, selfish ambitions, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven, first of all, is pure. So pure. Then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And I'm going to just stop there. So the wisdom of God is what is revealed to us through Christ and is needed for us to live the kind of life God wants us to live. Most believers ignore the wisdom aspect of God. But wisdom is important. The Bible says wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. Now, why do we need the spirit of wisdom? What is the benefit of the spirit of wisdom and revelation? Number one, it helps us to know God and understand him better. The spirit of wisdom helps us to know God and understand his ways better. Bible says, God made his ways known unto Moses. He made his acts or deeds known unto the children of Israel. And if you look at that scripture that we read, verse 17, he says, so that we may know him better. All right? It takes spirit of wisdom and revelation to really understand God's ways. Because God's ways are not our ways. God's ways sometimes can be foolishness. In fact, most times can be foolishness to those who operate merely by human wisdom. People who only live life, which many of us do, really. People who only live life using human wisdom find it very hard to really understand God's wisdom. God's wisdom is humility. You are powerful by being humble. Most people cannot relate with that. You see, the wisdom of agreeing with your adversary, praying for your enemy, the wisdom of not retaliating, most people can't accept that because it doesn't make sense. In fact, most times when we want to apply that, we look very foolish. We seem foolish. I'm, I look like I'm robbing myself. So it's, we can. That's why we need the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You see, when that spirit is operating in your life, you see, you have a third sense. All right? Another sense. Another another understanding, another way of looking at things that allows you to know God. Most of us, God is walking around us. He's walking in our lives. We don't even know because we lack the spirit of wisdom and revelation. 
We're not able to perceive what the Lord is doing. We're not able to understand it, and we're not able to join him in what he's doing. So it's, that's why we must always ask for spiritual wisdom and revelation. Number two, the spirit of wisdom aligns our thoughts with that of God. All right? Aligns it. So we are able to see life's situation from God's perspective. When you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, you are able to see things from God's perspective. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than thoughts. God's thoughts are higher, God's ways are higher. But when we have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, it aligns our thoughts with that of God. And what that helps us to see is to see life from God's perspective, to see people from God's perspective. And you know, James says it's peaceable. It is the most peaceful way to live. I mean, I just break my heart break for how much heartache people put themselves through by not seeing things from God's perspective, how much fight we engage in, how much issues we have in our relationships, in our marriages, friendship, even within church, simply because we fail to see things from God's perspective. All right? We need, that's why we need spirit of wisdom and revelation, to align our thoughts with that of God. We are a function of the way we think, the way we reason. All right? When our reasoning begins to align with that of God, our life begins to align. Praise the name of Jesus. Number three, the spirit of wisdom aligns our desire. There's, there's, there's thought and there's desire. And when our desire is aligned with God, our prayer is aligned with God. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. The problem is most times we are not delighting ourselves in the Lord, right? You see, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, that means we are, our heart, our desire is aligned with God. It is when we do that that those desires are granted. Because God doesn't grant inordinate desires. All right? Sometimes the reason why many of us think, oh, my prayers are not being answered. My prayers are not being answered. Those prayers are not the will of God. They are not aligned with God. So the first thing that must happen to a believer is your desire being aligned with God's desire. Praise the name of Jesus. And what allows that to be done is the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And that's why that prayer is very critical. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Number four, the spirit of wisdom and revelation helps you to live in peace with people, including your adversaries. In fact, the Bible says when the ways of a man pleases God, he makes even his adversary to be at peace with him. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 14, right? Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man can see the Lord. The Bible also says as much as he lies in you, live in peace with all men. Now, we can't live in peace with people without wisdom. You see, it doesn't take power to live in peace with people. That's why it's not the power of God that you need. 
It's not anointing. There are so many anointed people who have lousy lives, lousy marriages, lousy friendship. Nobody wants to associate with them. In fact, the anointing stinks because they have such a lousy relationship with people. And so it doesn't bring glory to God. Doesn't mean. And so many believers are like, so many tongue-talking, spirit-filled believers have such lousy relationship. All right? So, and that's why we need the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It helps us to live in peace. Colossians 4, 5 says, walk in wisdom towards those who are outside. Even people who are outside, people who are unbelievers. It takes a lot of wisdom to live in peace. It takes a lot of seeing things from God's perspective. It, say, it, takes a, it takes spirit of wisdom to be able to walk in peace with people. Very important. Luke 21, 15 says, For I will give you words and wisdom. If you're reading King James, he said, A mouth and a wisdom. That none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contract it. Hallelujah. None of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You know, we were in Puerto Rico and we were one of our team, we were going, and we had a team of people. One of them was the pastor. So we're trying to talk to a gentleman. They had gates. So they had gates, so you stand out of the gate, you knock. But the guy was on his balcony. He was just sitting there. And uh, all the pastor was just talking to him to, to open the gate so we can talk to him. And the guy said he doesn't want to open the gate. And I tapped the young lady, and I said, can I talk to him? And he said, yes. Uh, and I said, so, of course, I had to speak in English. He had to interpret. And by the time I finished talking for like a minute or two, the guy just went inside, put on his clothes, and he came. And the lady looked at me and said, what did you just do? The wisdom. She said, I don't, he, the guy said, I didn't want to talk. I don't want to talk to you. Then, so it's important to really, he said, I will give you a mouth and a wisdom. Even your adversary will not be able to resist it. Many times the reason why we have constant issues with people is because we don't have a mouth and a wisdom. We need spiritual wisdom and revelation to be able to, to know how to deal with people. Even people who are opposed to you. Even people who, want, who are against you. Praise the name of Jesus. So the spirit of wisdom and revelation helps us to live in peace with people. And you see, when you are at peace with people, you are at peace. I mean, what's the point of walking into a church? You see a few people and your day is messed up. What's the point of walking into your job? Your day is messed up. What is the point of you not wanting to go home and stopping by because you are not at peace with people at home? That's a stressful life. That's a stressful life. I'm glad I don't have to live like that. I'm stressless. Peace. Everywhere I go, at peace. As it lies in me, I am not trying to have issues with you. You might try to, but I'm not going to give you room. Praise the name of Jesus. But that is not possible by our power. That's the essence of this. And we're going to pray after we need spiritual wisdom and revelation. And I pray the Lord will grant you in Jesus' name. Spiritual wisdom helps you to make right decisions and to avoid wrong ones. Ephesians 5.17 says, do not be unwise, 
but understand what the will of the Lord is. You see, our life is decision-making. We constantly make decisions, right? You made decision last night whether you are going to come to church or not. You made decision last night or this morning whether you are going to go to court, the clothes you are going to wear, the offering you are going to give, what you are going to do. Some of you made decisions on the chair you are going to sit when you get to church this morning. Who you are going to sit by, who you are going to avoid, all those decisions you make. Small, big, big decisions. We make decisions about what we're going to wear, we're going to walk, what we're going to do, who you are going to marry. All those things are decisions we constantly were making. But are we making it with the spirit of wisdom and revelation? And that's important. Are we making decisions that aligns with God? You know, it's not all the time you have time to go into the closet and fast and pray to make decisions. Do you know you are constantly making decisions? Even the road you are going to go through, you're making decisions, right? The direction you are going to take. You know what you are going to You are constantly making decisions. Now, those decisions, you want them to be aligned with the will of God for your life. You know, that is why you need the oppressions of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. When that spirit is on you, you are, you are constantly making the right decisions. The right, the choice of words, how you approach situations. There are some situations you just walk away from. There are some situations where you speak. Even when you speak, what do you speak? It's not every issue you must respond to. It's not everything you must jump in between, into. It's not everything. That is made possible by the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Praise the name of Jesus. Helps you to make right decisions. And we are product of our decisions. Where you are today is a product of decisions, series of decisions you've made. Where you are going in future is going to be a product of series of decisions you are making now. I want you to begin to make decisions with the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Many people make decisions with their feelings. Many people make decisions just with their mind. Many people make decisions, just wrong decisions. And that's why we are not really living, maximizing God's plan and purpose for our lives. Number six, spirit of wisdom and revelation helps you to live a life worthy of the Lord and to please him. One of my favorite prayers, I think I pray this prayer every single day of my life, Colossians 1, 9, 10. We constantly ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. I pray this prayer, Lord, fill me with the knowledge of your will, with all wisdom, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So this is a possible. We constantly ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. And verse 10, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and pleasing in every way. God should fill you with what? Knowledge of his will. Through all the wisdom. That's the spirit, spiritual wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives. Right? So it's like saying, through the spirit of wisdom and understanding, God fills you with the knowledge of his will. So you know the knowledge of his will. You know. You know when the party is over, when you should leave. So you don't stay longer than you should stay. Some of us stay longer than we should stay in places. Right? And that's why bad things happen. We need spiritual wisdom. 
and revelation or understanding. Praise the name of Jesus. It's important. So it helps us to live a life that is worthy of God, that God is pleased with, that God is excited about. Do you want to please God? You need the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Hallelujah. Number seven, the spirit of wisdom helps you to live a life that confuses the devil, confuses him and beat him. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible, I love uh, 1 Corinthians 2.15 says, the one that is spiritual makes judgment about all things. But such a person is not subject to mere human judgment. You see, King James says, he that is spiritual judges all things, and he himself is judged by no man. Jesus described the life of a person in the spirit, and he said it's like a wind that blows, right? Where it comes from, where it's going, no one knows, right? He said that is the life of a person that is born of the spirit. A person that is controlled by the spirit is hard to figure out. You live a life that confuses the enemy. And that's why the uh, apostle says, by the you know, manifold wisdom of God, it will be revealed through the church, right? Through the principalities, princes and principalities. You know, it will be revealed to us. I mean, through them. All right? Through the church. The rulers, the princes of darkness. You see, your life should confuse the enemy. If you really live your life in the spirit. If you live your life in the spirit, you are not enemy focused. So many believers are enemy focused. Spirit of this, spirit of that, spirit of this, spirit of that. Enemy this, enemy that. And my enemy, somebody, why are you so focused on them? You should intrigue them. You should live a life that they are just mesmerized. They are just wondering, how are you living? How is it? That was how Elijah lived. All right? Under the old covenant. Under the new covenant, a believer should live in such a peace and assurance that the enemy is confused. They're confused. Even your adversary, even human adversary, they are confused. They think you should hate them. You don't. I mean, look at the brothers of Joseph. They concluded that this, we are in trouble. I mean, this guy is going to take us to the cleaners. Right? He's going to take us to the cleaners. I mean, now we are face to face with the guy we tried to kill several years ago. But because Joseph was operating in the spirit of wisdom and revelation, they didn't do that. They were confused. That's how our lives should be. Our lives should confuse adversaries, not predictable. If your life is predictable, then you are not operating in the spirit of wisdom and revelation. They know how to get you. They know how to frustrate you, and they know you'll be frustrated. They know how to get you angry, and they know you're going to come out angry. They know how to get you out of your element, and they know you, you, some of you get angry, you, can't even, you get to the presence of God, you know you can't pray anymore. All right? You don't need such a life when you operate in the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, how do we assess it? I'm going to give you three ways that God has provided for us that we assess it. Number one, we assess it by faith. Believe you have the mind of Christ. All right? That's everything God does starts from there. All right? 
You access it by faith in what the Lord has said, right? You must believe it. Because the Bible says, whatsoever is not born out of faith is sin. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, all right? Everything God provides, we have access to by faith. So it is faith first, all right? By faith, believe you have the mind of Christ. And I'm going to give you a few scriptures. One of my favorites, I have a lot of favorites, so... In case I say one of my favorites, just know that I have a lot of favorites. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, Who has known the mind of the Lord so, that I, so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I love that. So I confess that to myself. Father, I thank you because I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And I love, I combine that with Galatians 2.20, right? I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I leave, right? Uh, I'm, this is NIV. I memorize all this with King James Version, so sometimes I, I can confuse you a bit. So. But he said, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I no longer live. So I tell myself I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I leave. But the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God. I no longer live, but Christ lives through me. You know, and that's the life of a believer, right? The life of a believer is not a life that is not primarily a life of someone trying. It's someone being. All right? Being. Being who God has made them. So he said, I have been crucified. The old Gidelaore has been crucified. The angry, the impatient, the bitter, the feisty, the prideful. Oh, Gide is being crucified with Christ, right? He no longer lives, but Christ now lives in him and expresses himself through him. That's your life, and you must always remind yourself. That is faith, assurance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, all right? And I combine that with Colossians 1.27, Christ in me. Hope of glory. Hallelujah. You know, he says, I like this. To whom God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery. You see, it's mystery. It's mystery. The mystery is, and he said, what is this mystery? The mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, the mystery of Christian life is Christ in you. It's not you. It's Christ in you. The problem is we forget that. We, our faith is not on that. You see, Apostle Paul says in Galatians 2.20, he said, the life I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God. Did you get that? Let's go back to that, please. You see, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's how I live daily. I live by faith daily in what the Son has done for me. I don't, I don't worry about, you know what, I don't have endurance, I don't have patience. Oh, I can't take this. I can't do this. Oh, this is overwhelming. Oh, this is terrible. How can I handle this? How can I, handle, how can I do this? How can I do this? How can I do that? No, 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 no. The reason why we do that is we are focused on you. The life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God. Christ lives in me. Therefore, I can forgive my enemies. I can forgive those who hurt. I mean, left to me, I won't be able to do it. But by faith in the Son of God, I'm able to do that. That is the life of a Christian. So that's how you assess it. First of all, know that you have the mind of Christ. All right? 
then that leads us to the next step. Then our prayer is coming from that standpoint, right? Ask for spiritual wisdom and revelation. So take this to pray. James, even, James chapter 1 verse 6 tells us if any of you lack wisdom, right? Let him ask God, right? That gives to everyone. He generally gives without finding fault. And it will be given to you. And that's important. But he said, when you ask, you must ask by faith. He said, God gives wisdom to everyone without finding fault. He doesn't look for ways not to give to you. That's what it means. He doesn't try to disqualify you. You know, it's not like insurance companies. Insurance companies like to disqualify you, right? You pay, you pay your premium, your premium. When you have a claim, they are looking for ways to, to get you, to, to just disqualify you. Ask you questions, you trip yourself up. They say, oh, you don't qualify for this claim. You know, how did the water come in? Is it through the roof or the side? <laughs> you don't know what they are saying. They are trying to disqualify you. All right? Thank God our God is not like that. Amen. So it's important. It said we must ask. And that's why we must pray this prayer. I want to beg you and urge you. This is something you should pray for yourself on a daily basis. Spiritual wisdom and revelation. Or spiritual wisdom and understanding. Apostle Paul said, I pray for you. I would like to go back to that scripture, Ephesians chapter 1. I would like to start from verse 16. Uh, I have not stopped. In fact, let's go to verse 15. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayer. So I haven't stopped praying for you. I keep asking. I mean, this is somebody praying for other people now. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray, if Father now expanded the prayer, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and incomparable great power to us will believe. And he went on and on. I'm going to stop there. That's a prayer you should pray for yourself. All right? Instead of worrying, many of you say, I don't have prayer point. There's plenty of prayer points that you can pray for yourself. But I, bet, I, I want to encourage, this is where you should start your prayer every day. I mean, if you have wisdom to make life decisions every day, some of the prayer you even eventually pray, you wouldn't have needed. All right? You wouldn't have needed because... The spirit of wisdom and revelation is operating in your life. All right? We must pray about it. Colossians 1 9, there's another prayer. For this reason, us, us, we also, since the day we had, do not cease to pray. Look at what he says. Do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. All right? We pray about it. That's number two. Number three, we develop friendship with the Holy Spirit. We learned a lot about this in the, at the retreat. Develop friendship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's job is to give us access to the mind of God. First Corinthians 2, I'll read verse 9 to 10. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. 
said, there are so many things that God has prepared for those who love him. It's hard to see it by human eyes. It's hard to hear it by human ear. It is only because it is the things of the Spirit. And look at what verse 10 says. These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. It takes friendship with the Holy Spirit to reveal them to us. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Many of you say, oh, I can't understand the Bible. It's because you have no friendship with the Holy Spirit. Begin to ask him, I want to be your friend. He reveals deep things of God. He teaches you deep things of God. Many people ask, how do you know all this? Did you go to uh, Bible school? I never went to the Bible school. I rely on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He's my teacher. He teaches me others. Taught me others. Deep things of God, he gives you access to. Ask him. Number four and the last, stay in the word of God. All right? Colossians 3.16, let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Stay in the word. See, when you stay constantly in the word, the word of God reveals the mind of God. All right? The word of God reveals the mind of God. It said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. See, wisdom comes from the word of God. All right, stay in the word. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Make sure these words are in you. All right? Stay especially in the New Testament because you are a New Testament believer. Any of you just, you like the colorful stories of the Old Testament. They are fine. But if, you are, if they are not understood in the revelation of the New Testament, they mislead you. That's why many people pray prayers that are not relevant. They go to some Psalms. The book of Psalms, as great as it is, is not the template for you to live as a believer. Look, fight those who fight me. That's not a New Testament believer. In all this prayer that people just, you know, they go this and they are praying. And in their mind, they have one person in mind they are trying to pray against. <laughs> all right? So... So, so I want to encourage you, read the epistles. They reveal to you the life you have to live, right? That's where you start. When you understand that, then you can understand the other story from the eye of a New Testament believer. Praise the name of Jesus. Stay in the word, but don't forget to always ask God for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Can we rise up and ask him for a minute? Say, Lord, fill me, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Can you go ahead and pray? Lord, I give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that I may know you better, so that I may walk in your will, so that my thoughts can be your thoughts, so that my thoughts can be aligned with your thoughts, so that my heart can be aligned with your heart, so my desire can be aligned with your desire, so I can live it with all men peaceably so that I can walk with wisdom. Give me a mouth and a wisdom, even that my adversary will not be able to gainsay or resist, so I can make the right decisions in life. Father, help me in the mighty, so I can live worthy of you. Fill me with the knowledge of your will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that I, can, I may walk worthy of you, pleasing you in every way, 
in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to live a life that confuses the enemy, the, the spiritual life, the life in the spirit, the life that judges all things, but himself is not judged by, by human standard. Lord, release upon me in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Before I pray my final prayer, while all heads are bowed, if you are here, you have not, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, and you know it. You know that you don't really have that personal, close relationship with Jesus. Because that's what this is all about. I'd like to pray for you so you can begin that relationship today. Can you lift up your right hands? I'd like to pray for you. You don't have access. Thank you. God bless you. I want to see it. There's another person there. God bless you. I have two people. Any other person in the auditorium? I have one more person there. I'd like to know very well. I'd like to know the people I'm praying for. God bless you. I have three people here. All right. So I, like, I want you to place your hand, that hands on your chest. Place it on your chest and just pray this prayer. Just say, Father, I thank you because you sent Jesus to die for me. I thank you because my sins are forgiven through Jesus Christ. Today, Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to forgive me, and I ask you to fill me with your spirit. From today, I declare I'm a child of God. And from today, I begin to live my life in closeness with you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. The three of you that pray that prayer, I'd like you to fill the terror portion. The bulletin that you have, there's a flap there. Please make sure you fill it with your name, with the decision you make and drop it in the offering basket. I'd like to pray for every one of you. Can you just put your hands on your chest? Place your hands on your chest. Lord, I pray today that you will release the spirit of wisdom and revelation upon everyone here. You know we cannot live the life you want us to live without the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So I'm asking now, for a release of that spirit. A release of that spirit. Let you rest upon everyone. To please you. To walk worthy of you. To know your mind. To know your will. To walk daily, making decisions that are consistent to your plan and purpose. I pray for such a spirit now. Let you rest upon everyone here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.